Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Digging, Doubting, and Believing. My name is Lori, and I'm joined today with Tracy and Pastor Michelle, and we'll be digging into our Bibles and talking about how its words challenge us, inspire us, and help us to deepen our faith. Today, we're going to be digging into possibly two stories, because I studied for Ascension Sunday, (laughs) which Sunday is, but that is not the gospel scripture. The gospel this Sunday is from John, and um, the the other two people here, Tracy and Pastor Michelle, uh, they studied the right text, and I studied the wrong text. But nonetheless, it was I don't think there is a right or a wrong as long as you are studying God's Word. I was just Stay thinking true. the same thing. Yeah. I was thinking the well, same amen. thing. Well, amen. I studied Luke. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to start with one of them, and we'll start with John. And so, Tracy, I think you have that to read. I do. So it's the high priestly prayer, John 17, verses 1 through 11. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all flesh, to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you have gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. I have manifested your name to the people whom you gave me out of the world. Yours they were, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that Everything that you have given me is from you, for I have given them the words that you gave me, and they have received them and have come to know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. And I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world." and I am coming to you, Holy Father. Keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. There's another round and round and round and round again. As I was listening, I was glad that I studied Luke. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, we're chasing our tails. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So what about this text, ladies? challenges you <laughs> trying or... to understand it <laughs> I think that's basically it and then you tell me how you apply this to your life <laughs> well one thing that challenged me and okay if I go by the the word like we said last time w-o-r-d um we read the scripture that's the word o was what um, your th- observations. observations. Okay, so my observation is one that perplexes me as well. Um, he lifted his eyes to heaven. So I never thought about it before, but why do we say that bow our heads in prayer if Jesus lifted his eyes to pray? So I kind of searched that a little bit, and yeah... I thought pastor would have to answer that. <laughs> well, you can. 
I just found a few. I know how I would answer okay, it. Okay, how would you no, answer that? I would that? love to hear what you have to. Well, in um, so I got to search through my Bible here because I went to. I think it's Psalm one twenty one verses one and two, and my eyes look to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord of heaven and earth. So there, my eyes are looking up. Okay, in Psalm one twenty three which I now have to look up because that was the only scripture that I memorized this last year was Psalm 121 verses 1 and 2. Um, so Psalm 123 verse 1. Wait, that's a long one to, to scroll to. That one says, To you I lift up my eyes, O you who are enthroned in the heavens. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're looking up to heaven again. Mark 7, 34. It says... Crickets, right? That was, yeah. <laughs> we're waiting and waiting. Mark 7, 34. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him... Okay, so mm -hmm. we're looking up to heaven. Jesus is looking up to heaven, but yet we are looking down. Often we say, bow your heads to pray. Mm -hmm. So I found one verse about, in Luke chapter 18, verse 13, about the tax collector who would not lift up his eyes to heaven. So that one says, but the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. How I would have answered okay. was that it's a sign of respect. You know, that a person who would, um, you know, come before a king would bow down, mm -hmm. you know. And so I think that that's where it comes from. <laughs> so humbling yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and that's kind of what the my Bible said for the tax collector mm -hmm. because he was saying, you know, I am a sinner and I, mm -hmm. yeah. But really, I mean, there are all kinds of body postures for prayer. Um, there was the, just crossing your arms across the chest. That's where the pretzel comes from. Is it? Really? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, the raising your hands there. Yeah. I mean, there's just all kinds yeah. of body postures that people use for prayer. So it's, there is no right no. one. No. Prayer is simply talking to God, and so long as you're doing that, it doesn't matter what you're doing with mm -hmm. your body. Sometimes how you hold your body can help you communicate better with God. Um, for example, a lot of times um, I will hold my hands out um, as if receiving something. Not, you know, a lot of times people say, I'm, I'm giving God praise when you hold your hands out, but mm -hmm. I, I see it as I'm receiving something from God, you know, okay. that I'm waiting for God to speak to me and to give me something. Um, so I'll sit there, like, with my hands palms raised up, you know, in my lap. Um, okay. Yeah. I have to say, I think the most meaningful conversations I have with God are when I'm looking up. Mm -hmm. And I tend to look up too. I mean, when we're in church and we say the Lord's Prayer, or when you say, let us pray, I mean, then I put my head down because everyone else does that's what we do <laughs> you know peer pressure is right. tough um but um i have to say that the prayer that i 
the prayers that I say where I'm looking up are probably the most emotional. Mm-hmm. Like I very rarely can have my bow, my head bowed and get real emotional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when I'm looking up, that that tears some walls down for me. It's really interesting that you say that because I think for me it's just the opposite. And not mm-hmm. that I have to bow my head, but the times that I find that I connect most meaningful to, meaningfully to God is when I shut my eyes. Mm-hmm. And so I, mm-hmm. because otherwise I'm distracted by what mm-hmm. I see, you know, whether it's looking down to the floor or whether yeah. it's looking up or, mm-hmm. um, but for me, it's when I can sit quietly and just shut my eyes, then I feel like I can hear better. Yeah. yeah. I tend to look up mm-hmm. and I find myself doing that in church a lot during the prayers and wondering, and, and wondering why do I have to look up and everybody else is looking down, <laughs> but it feels better for me to mm-hmm. look up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's just tradition. You know, what has yeah. the church adopted as its tradition? And for corporate prayer, well, even for private prayer, I mean, they had the child kneeling at the side of the bed with their head bowed, you know, mm-hmm. um, that that was what we were taught. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, so. Yeah, so that was something that gave me a little, yeah. a little, I want to dig into it and wonder about a little bit and are I think you related it to how you you, to your life Um, the R of word Mm -hmm. um, the way you feel best praying right and that that my eyes look to the hills Psalm 121 Mm -hmm. was something the only one that I memorized Mm -hmm. this last year as I've been trying to memorize a lot of them and I just can't get my brain to Remember mm-hmm. a verse that matches up with the the book of the Bible. Mm-hmm. I can't. I, I want to be somebody who who has those verses right on the tip of her tongue, and I just cannot do it. That's just not a gift. God said, "Nope, I didn't give that to you." I don't have that gift either. Yeah. Well, at my age, that's not a gift anymore because the brain is full. <laughs> Like a computer, the you know, the memory is full and so I can only keep the very well not that the word isn't important, but I can always look that up. I don't have to keep it in memory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well and I think it's a difference in the modern world. I think in the past, um, when information wasn't so readily available, I mean books weren't even available and so people had to memorize it. professor at seminary, I remember him telling the story of teaching in Africa, and he said he would get up and teach, and he was kind of offended because none of the students were taking notes. And so he's used to an American classroom where everybody writes down what the professor mm-hmm. says. And and uh, he said then he was quite surprised when they did the exam at the end, mm-hmm. that they said exactly what he had said to them. He, they said it back to him. Wow. Um, and it's because, again, that they're more of an oral culture, but I don't think yeah. we are anymore. Yeah. Too many text messages and emails mm-hmm. that we can refer back yeah. to. Yeah. And so much information. I mean, mm-hmm. how can you possibly absorb all of the information that's out there in the world? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What yeah. I find so, it's not my gift to memorize scripture and have it readily roll off my tongue, but when somebody says something in my head, I connect to, okay, there is a scripture about that or that says those words. Mm-hmm. 
then I can at least go and look it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I always use Oremus, O-R-E-M-U-S dot com. Oh. And you can prep, you can type in there a phrase, okay. and then it will pull up the Bible verse for you. Yeah. And that you can find on Luther Seminary. Um, oh, they have that there too. Yes, because yeah. that's what they use for their oh, what do you Bible. Know? Mm-hmm. Um, as I do my study, um, it says view the Bible verse, and that's where it takes us to Oramus mm-hmm. Bible Browser. Yeah, so, yeah. So, Pastor, what what about this text? Made you think or question or... Well, for me, it was actually the very end um, where Jesus says, um, protect them in your name that you have given me so that they may be one as we are one. And so my mind immediately went to what does that look like? You know, that Jesus Mm -hmm. and the Father in the Gospel of John are are truly one. I mean, abiding in the Gospel of John is completely immersed. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what does that mean for us, how we are to be one? Uh, That's what I went to. So I don't know that I necessarily have an answer other than same purpose, Mm -hmm. but maybe different ways of doing things, Um, respect for one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we certainly aren't all going to agree. <laughs> That's not what unity is. <laughs> yeah. Well, would you like to hear the one I studied yes, in correctly? Absolutely. So it's from Luke, which is really the Ascension Day text, and um, really Ascension Day is um, Thursday, May seventeenth. So Luke, what are the... For May 18th. 18th, May 18th. It's Luke 24, 44 through 53. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And by the way, wouldn't that be nice if he did that for me? But, um, and he said to them, thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And see, I am sending upon you what my father promised. So stay here in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. And then he led them out as far as Bethany and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple, blessing God. And so as I was studying, one of the commentators said that this was a, a time of waiting for the disciples. You know, that Jesus told them what was going to happen, but still they they really struggled with the weight. You know, they were questioning, like, now what's going to happen? And is he still going to save us? And and they weren't very good waiters. <laughs> I'm not either. I was actually mm-hmm. thinking about that today, driving yeah. in, that I'm just, I want Jesus to just come. <laughs> yeah. you know? And I'm tired of waiting, and yeah. I want mm-hmm. Jesus to come and bring heaven to earth and... Well, and I think that sometimes we are a little hard on the disciples, thinking they should do better. I mean, they had him right there, and he told them these things. But then, 
I have to, you know, I, I, I've been thinking all day about the times of waiting that I've had in my life. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the biggest times of waiting that I can, can relate to is pregnancy. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, um, like I knew pretty early on for most of them, and so, you know, you wait eight months, and I was not very patient. I was not, you know, it, it, I was not a good waiter either. Mm-hmm. And there was so much unknown, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, you could read books about what to expect and what should happen and, and all of that, but just like the disciples were told what was going to happen, they just still, mm-hmm. they were impatient, and, and I, I am too. Yeah. I'm I'm impatient for something that's going to happen in two weeks from now, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I would have probably been the same. But then I I really glorify when it says, when he withdrew from them and carried up into heaven, and then they seemed like the wait is over, mm-hmm. and they were joyful. And I'm and just they, shocked that they were joyful. It's like okay, he's not right here with me. I would think they would be, but now they were filled with the spirit. Right, that's true. They and had, the spirit, you know, and, and they had that take over. There, it was their themselves. job to spread it, and everyone else's. You know, the spirit was filled like for everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where before it was just when they were with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, see, I like Acts Acts version of the ascension better. Um, because that, it sounds like he withdrew from them, like he left and they didn't right. see him go to heaven. Whereas in Acts, it says, um, Acts what? Um, Acts 1, verse 9, when he had said this, that's Jesus, as they were watching, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. Hmm. And it says, while he was going, and they were gazing up toward heaven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look up, people. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, like the misunderstanding is completely understandable to me, mm-hmm. you know, that I think Jesus is talking about such things that are so far outside of their experience that, yeah. I mean, how can you really understand it until you experience mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this kind of makes me think about, you know, when my mom passed and, and my granddaughter wanted to yeah. know if if grandma was going to go to heaven and, and she really wanted to see grandma and my daughter was really really skeptical but um it was fortunate that my mom just looked like she was sleeping and so from from afar from the window it was during covid and my little granddaughter looked in and she had a blanket over part of her so she could just see her lane and she looked like she was sleeping but it looked to her like her legs were gone and she said oh nana Grandma's legs have gone to heaven already. When's the rest of her going to go? <laughs> and I said, I don't know. It kind of took me by surprise. And then we got, oh, we left, and, and we were a couple miles away. And she said, so do you think that Grandma's all the way in heaven now? And, and her mama said, yes, I think she is. And she said, well, that doesn't take long to get to heaven, does it? <laughs> And I think about story. And I and she was so, um, you know, 
talk, the rest of us were sad, even though my mom, you know, had dementia for a long time, and and um, and she was now without that, you know. But we were still sad to see her go. That was and, but for my granddaughter. It was just such a joyful day because now Grandma was in heaven with Grandpa, and that's all she really focused on. And when we got home, she said, party, Grandma's in heaven. And I thought, oh, gosh, that's really how we should always be, you know, yeah. that. Um, but, you know, going up in the cloud, the same, you know, you would think maybe those disciples would say, Woohoo, party! Jesus <laughs> is finally in heaven, right? Yeah. You know, right back next to his father. Mm-hmm. But I often think of that too with our, um, you know, a lot of times we talk about how hard it is to follow Jesus, or we talk about how we're failing, or, and I think maybe we could, we could learn a little bit of that mm-hmm. joy from yeah. her. You know that yeah. she's right on. <laughs> she is, yep. yeah. And maybe she didn't see grandma go really up in a cloud but in her mind it was kind of that way because you know she did really feel that her legs were already up there (laughs) (laughs) yes so yeah Mm -hmm. and who are we to say maybe they were (laughs) we don't know we i guess i was sitting next to her i can tell you what her legs were there But Stella was, you know, my granddaughter was standing quite a ways from her. So, yeah. Well, with that, our podcast comes to an end today, and we hope you enjoyed our our two versions of the text because of my air. But then we got to talk a little bit about ascension, and yes. that is this week's. Um, even though you might be listening not during Ascension Week. Um, it is something worth talking about again. And I would say it's what God had planned for tonight. Perhaps. Yep, perhaps. Agreed. So this podcast comes to you from St. John Lutheran Church, located in Alma, Wisconsin. We hope you enjoyed our discussion, and you join us next time for Digging, Doubting, and Believing.